Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cody Rhodes came face-to-face with CM Punk for the first time in over 10 years in the WWE ring. Mm. But I also think for just the first time in ages, as I just asked you to move around into the shot ever so slightly, because I don't even think they did a face-to-face in AEW. I couldn't think that they did either. No. Uh, there's certainly no You would think there would be pictures to, on at least the Twitter sphere. And with the magic that they created... Why didn't they? Because this segment was so effing great. Like, you know me. I've never met a sentence I don't like. I use three words when I could use one. This is why I watch wrestling. That's it. Yeah. It was just unbelievable. Not not your mug? Oh, the mug is great. Uh, anyone, I'm not sure if anyone will be able to see this. Uh, shall I do, shall I do try, the try and take it to the camera. It might go slightly out of focus. Uh, but Dan, as his secret Santa present this year, got a <laughs> mug with Kathy Kelly on it's it. It's a heat reveal mug. As I pour a cup of tea in, out pops Kathy to say Oh, it's hello. a heat mug, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looks black. So I can get away with it at home. The other half can't see it. She doesn't know. She does now. She watches. Uh, anyway, welcome to the Rest Talk Podcast review of Monday Night Raw. Please do press the subscribe button if it's your first time here and you haven't already. Please give us a little thumbs up as well. It helps us in the algorithm. At least we think it does. YouTube changes its mind. <laughs> Leave a comment down below. I think that still helps with the algorithm as well. And join our community. Join the live chat. Let us know what you thought of this episode. But if you want to get your thoughts read out on the air, resttalk.com forward slash support is the link to click. We've just done a bonus episode yeah. of this show about an hour ago talking about the Netflix announcement that mm. wwe raw in america is going to netflix and worldwide nxt and smackdown is also going sounds to like the whole network is coming to netflix all the pay-per-views are going to netflix we talked about all of our theories on what that could mean we have then thought of new theories in the interim yeah. of that i suddenly just i was having my lunch and i dropped my fork and i was like hold on if raw's going to be the a show because that's going to be on the bigger netflix platform Surely that means Roman's going to go back to Raw. So the interesting thing, and it's where it ties into the segment, not, not too far off track, is that do you remember when Fox 
paid all that money for it and they were like we want big stars on our show kind of thing and then it was like USA they tried, had to try and find that balance the roster is so stacked now this segment alone showed you've got two gigantic stars didn't even include your Roman Reigns didn't even include your Seth Rollins or your you know Sami Zayn or all these people who are massive, massively over with the crowd you can divvy them up quite nicely between and keep two brands very very happy absolutely two networks very, yeah, very happy yeah. at the same time uh, but we are going to kick things off talking about this uh, segment with Cody Rhodes and CM Punk. Originally, this was not going to be the lead of this episode because the Seth Rollins stuff had dominated the the news cycle for last week about the injury. Mm. I was going to talk about the the injury and like the fact that spoilers, Seth Rollins did not vacate the yeah. World Heavyweight Championship. But the chat told me quite early doors, no one cares. No one cares about this. Mm. Just want to put that out. No one cares that the World Heavyweight Champion is injured. What people cared about from this show is the fact that CM Punk and Cody Rhodes had an awesome promo segment. Awesome doesn't even do it justice. Uh, you know what I mean? Magic. Yeah. It's We used to talk about this on Collision when Punk was still in AEW, which yeah. actually was not that long ago. <laughs> that he has got that intangible magic to him. That's the CM Punk magic. Mm. You combine that with the Cody Rhodes oh my God. earnest magic. Oh my God. And you get this promo segment. You watch this in the office today. Yeah. And you really were just like, I need everyone here to just shut up so I can just lose myself in this I, world. For I a fully bit. I wired in. I like I had to go to the bathroom beforehand in case I needed to go. Like, you know what when it, you're a three hour movie and you're like, I can't miss any of this. Well, I heard the entrances and then you paused it and said, I'm too excited, I need to win. <laughs> <laughs> and then I like wired myself in. I was like focused on the whole thing and I didn't really take any notes during it, but every now and again I had to because it demanded that I remember these little things that were going on because it it was one of those rare uh, moments in wrestling where it just felt like it went off without a hitch. There wasn't a single part of it that I was like, Ooh, maybe don't do that, or what's that going to do, or where's going to... As a fan, it was everything. They announced it last week. We had the, the, the graphic for it, and I was like, well, Christmas has come early. Yep. It's only just finished, and it's Christmas all over again. And then, and then, you know, I was very excited for it all week, and it lived up to it in every single way. Like, Drew, Seth, He's had these incredible promos, but for me, they were all leading to this. But this is the great thing about WWE at the moment, and sort of this incredible run that Raw is on right now, is that every week, I've found the different WrestleMania match that I want. Yeah. Which really, is basically oh. what that boils down to, is I want to see all of the matches. Yeah. So, you know, three weeks ago, I was like, oh... Drew versus Seth, like that's the match. Drew versus Punk, that's the match. Cody versus Seth, Cody versus Drew, that's the match I want to see. And now I'm like, Cody versus Punk, that's the match I want to see. And that's what promo segments are supposed to do. Mm. I remember back when they did the promo for the first Blood and Guts match, and it was the Pinnacle uh, versus the Inner Circle. And I did the review of AEW, and I said, this is a money promo because it makes me want to see the show. Mm. This is not just that was a great promo. What a wicked promo. Had some really good lines. The crowd went, oh, I have to see this match. Now. Yeah. That's what this promo did. And that's what this promo did here. Mm. We're going to recap it. And what I want you to do when you feel just listening to this, if you haven't seen it, by the way, I highly recommend that you do go and see You go and seek it out. But if you haven't seen it, just listen to the, the building of the escalation in this. The escalation of the tension in what they're saying, the escalation in how personal they're making this, the escalation in what this means for the Royal Rumble, the escalation in what that means for WrestleMania. Mm. So, Cody, um, what do you want to talk about? And CM Punk responds like, 
well, you're dad. Even before then, though, you've got Punk. Uh, Cody comes out. The crowd are there. Cody's fired up. He's given it all of this. And he j- almost goes to say something. And then Punk's music hit. And the crowd goes wild. And there's a moment between the two of them. Oh, he gives a wink to camera like Ross from The Tracers, which absolutely sent me. And then Punk very much says, like, let's like enjoy this. Like, take a second to drink this in. Because... Do you remember those years where there was just no reaction from the crowd whatsoever? We do a joke about the 20-minute promos that open Raw and all mm. this stuff. If this segment opened Raw, it would be the hottest thing on TV. Like, it, yeah. it was so... For a promo, people were standing... They hadn't done anything yet. The crowd was that excited. It's, it's one of those, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura makes his entrance at NXT TakeOver. Yeah. The crowd are chanting, this is awesome. Yeah. It's that sort of level of... The, this crowd were hyped yeah. to see these two in the ring. It was like a Paul Rudd gif. And they were, like, you know, hyping it up throughout the show. It was like... Who'd have thought two months ago that this would be a scene possible on Raw? Even. Who would even thought this would be possible? So Punk wants to talk about Dusty. Mm. He's like, let me tell you a story. In 2007, I get a phone call from Dusty Rhodes. Punk at this point was with OVW, which was a training facility for WWE. It's like, I got a call from Dusty Rhodes who said, my son Cody has just signed with OVW. Can you keep an eye on him? Just keep an eye out for him. Look out for him. Make sure that he's okay. He goes, and I did that. And I didn't need to do it much because, you know, you are who you are. You did a lot for yourself. And now look at you and who you are. You're a bona fide world championship material. But at the Royal Rumble this coming Saturday, I'm not going to be looking for you. I'm going to I'm not going to be looking out for you. I'm going to be looking for you so I can eliminate you from the Royal Rumble because I'm going to win the Royal Rumble. Simple promo. Mm-hmm. Here's a fun story. And it's got a setup and payoff to promote the pay-per-view. And Cody responds with, uh, yeah, I mean, look, I was at Nepo Baby. I was a Nepo hire for, for OVW, so I want to thank you. And I'm really glad that my dad made that phone call. He's my best friend. Mm. And through him making that call to you, we became friends. And I'm really glad that we've got this friendship. But in the Royal Rumble, there are no friends. And I'm going to throw you out at the Royal Rumble, and I'm going to win the Royal Rumble this Saturday, and I'm going to WrestleMania. A nice simple promo with a setup and payoff to promote the pay-per-view. Already, both of these were really, really great. Really great. Because it's personal, it's honest, honest, and like the way that they were talking back and forth to each other, it was just like a "we are wrestlers doing wrestling promos." And then Punk has his next bit, and he's like, "Yeah, you have got a famous dad, but I never saw the fact that you were a Rhodes. I never saw you had the burden of that name because I knew you could become onto bigger and better things. You had a famous dad. Your dad would walk down the street and would get stopped. He would dine with." kings and queens what's the rest of it and like get Cody to finish his dad's promos and then he talks about like you had a famous dad i didn't have a famous dad my dad was a blue collar worker my dad was an electrician the irony with that is that i'm more of the american dream than you are and all the, like you can see this moment where cody's like Oh, this is what we're doing, is it? Mm. I thought we were just coming out here to be cordial, but mm. now you have decided to make this into more. You've gone there. Ju- You've gone there. You've got. You decided to turn this into something else. So Cody responds with, I-, "I also remember something that happened in 2011 when you cut the pipe bomb promo and Punk takes off the WWE like uh, thingy around the microphone and threw that in the same way that he had done all those that you know those years ago." And he said, you sat there up on that stage and you talked about the changes that you're going to make to this professional wrestling industry. You talked about all of these things that you're going to do. But what did you actually do? You walked away from it. Not only did you walk away from it, you didn't pass the torch for someone else to do that. 
So I picked up the torch and I did everything that you said you were going to do. The irony there is that I'm more CM Punk than CM Punk. And then you can feel Punk getting heated, takes his jacket off. And they t- he talked about, like, you know, it's that you're wearing the suit. I'm wearing my gym gears. You had this brilliant, you were talking about this in the office earlier. Oh, I'll go into semiotics. You just wait. <laughs> you just wait. I'll do media studies for you all. <laughs> they're getting nice and nice and heated in front of them. And Punk's talking about, like, I've, there's a mania plan, but I know what that mania plan feels like. You get the, f- the cover of the 2K game. Mm. Congratulations, by the way. But then someone comes in and takes that away from you what happened with the rock it was literally wwe 13 wasn't it wwe 13 the punk was the lead it was the cover star of but the rock was the one who ruined his path to wrestlemania and punk quit the company the Mm. following year and you know because he wasn't gonna get a wrestlemania main event he goes and i'm gonna be the guy that ruins your path to wrestlemania and they get heated they like one of them goes goes past the other they grab each other by the hand to sort of like do this tense handshake and then they just go nose to nose and it is a proper kiss him you fool (laughs) nose to nose level of like how close they are and the crowd are going mad they're going insane for this and they part ways leave opposite sides of the ring and the segment ends this was and i'm going to apologize that we are only like 12 minutes into this so it's it's an early square jar uh this was excellent this was absolutely breathtakingly brilliant it was outstanding outstanding Magic, are, 10 out of 10 no notes there are a number of reasons that it's outstanding and I'll, I'll go into full media studies in a second because for me when i say this is why i watch wrestling i've always said that pro wrestling is for me the most fascinating and unique medium of storytelling because there are oh there's nowhere else where you can do this you know marvel managed something with 10 years worth of creating its end game only comes around once in a generation mm-hmm. and they really really tried with that but with wrestling you've got a reality to it that you've got not just the story within the match the story that's led to the match the story that's within their individual careers then the real life stories that we know as fans because it blurs that line between fiction and reality and then the long history of professional wrestling that stretches out behind them you've got all of that and the stuff going on here that contained all of that and left room for more in the future because they didn't even touch on and I know that they wouldn't necessarily mention AEW by name, but Punk coming into the, the revolution yeah. to glory hunt. Absolutely. You know, they could go yeah. there if they wanted to, and they didn't. So what they did with the time that they had was just the most compelling, dramatic, outstanding piece of performance that I've seen in a long, long time. Some and money. there are certain corners of the internet that um, meme the ever-living hell out of the My Way austin rock mm-hmm. promo the greatest um, video package ever made it, yeah well it, which it is and, and i joke about it every now and again you know like what was it a couple of weeks ago that we saw two two uh, bona fide mid carders have a rock uh austin moment i think yeah. it was um this was rock hogan do you know what i mean this this is rock austin this is rock austin this, rock this hogan like that kind of the bigness this felt big time yeah like they, they hyped up this really like in hindsight should have been the main event of the show mm because completely agree with that the the show died a death after this because how do you go further than this it's not drew mcintyre and damien which was also good a very good match but the crowd was spent the crowd got what they came to see which was this punk and cody stare down 
poor Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark having to follow that. Who also did quite well with Who, what they were given. Exactly, yeah. But like, you, there's no way you can come back no. from this. Like, I think really this should have been the main event. It should show. have. Because this is, I, at the start of the show, this is the first thing they showed was Punk arriving and Cody arriving. And it's like, he'd have thought you know, two months ago, this would be a site you would see on Monday Night Raw. Mm. And they built and built and built. And when you build up that much, you have to hit a certain expectation. Not only did this hit that, it exceeded it in so many different ways. Yeah. Every single promo that Punk has done since coming back, I've said that's the best promo he's done. Mm. This time, I really don't think that he can top it. And and yet, I know he can. This is it. and Because that's the magic of Punk. To do the sort of analysis element of it, what is so fascinating for me, and I was thinking about it from the second they're standing across the road from each other, you've got one of them is this incredibly chiseled, perfect jawline, bleach blonde, freshly bleached, so immaculate, suit, dressed to the nines, rich looking watch on his arm, every ounce the company guy. Irony in that, number one. But he is the, he is a superstar. He looks and dresses like what Vince McMahon wanted everyone to look and dress like. When he went through that period of time, and this is one of the things that Punk had massive issues with, yeah. wearing a suit. He it wanted speaks, every single person to wear a suit backstage. It speaks to Ric Flair. It speaks to Nick Bockwinkel. All that kind of, you know, there's all of that element. Of, that's the wrestling history that I'm talking about. And then on the other side of the ring, you've got Punk with his greasy hair and his pepper stubble. And he's wearing a hoodie and sweats and trousers and his own merch and his own merch and it looks it's the anti-hero it's the austin it's the you know it's all of it's the other side of, of pro wrestling and there you've got that beautiful contrast and then over the course of the promo you start with this level of respect for each other where punk is genuinely putting over cody in a big way he's he's, he's not saying you're not on my level uh, you know whatever but then when it doesn't fully work for him he doesn't fully get in cody's head with this i'm gonna knock you out of the royal rumble he goes punk with it and he sticks the knife in and makes an American dream dig. Mm -hmm. And Cody has that element. He even says in there, like, everyone talks to me about my dad. My idea for Cody is like, okay, once you finish the story, once you win that championship and you do that thing that you always wanted to do in the name of your dad, well, you're on your own now, mate. You've got to build your own legacy. What comes next? That's, for me, one of the more fascinating elements of Cody Rhodes' character. And there's a part of him that knows that. He talked about Mr. Heyman. He referenced Paul Heyman. Um... And so it was like Punk sticking that knife in there. Like, surprise, I'm going to get you on this one. I know so how then, to get under your skin. When Cody mentions the pipe bomb and Punk pulls off the WWE logo from the microphone, I'm already like, oh my God, these two are so good at this. To the point where I think someone, uh, Ollie was mentioning having read a review of it that said it seemed too scripted. No, they're just so good at this. They, they, they're so good. It's like improv that is... Uh, it looks like that. How did that come out of you? Like the best comedians who come up with those one liners on the yeah. on the riff. It looks scripted, but it's not I, that kind I, of thing. Ollie'd mentioned that he'd seen a review that said that it felt too scripted, and then mm. he was like, "Oh, maybe they sort of like you know dropped the ball on this a little bit." So he went and watched it. And was like, "Oh no!" Like they yeah. knocked this out of the park. Yeah. And I was like, I can't imagine writing a review of this show. People probably being paid to write a review for the show where you're like, "This felt too scripted." On the same show where Nia Jax cut her promo, <laughs> right? And it's and it's what tempest said when we were talking about it if you think this was bad why what are you watching wrestling for <laughs> like yeah. this was and then so then you've got that amazing moment where he, he talks about the pipe bomb and then cody comes back with a knife of his own saying i'm more punk than you because you know what that's true it's true it is do you know what i loved about that like not just how you're absolutely right that is so true mm. and that's why the line was so good 
Punk started the whole, I'm going to get under your skin with this. Do you know who reacted the most to this? Do you know who reacted most to get under your skin? CM Punk. CM Punk. Because he is brittle. And then he is thin-skinned. That's part of Punk's character. And that's where I then lead into, and this was not, this. I don't imagine that this was planned, and, I, and this is me just doing full, you can read whatever you want into moving image media. When Punk starts getting hot, takes off his jacket, is getting quite cross, he's already taken the WWE badge off the microphone, off comes the pop shield, and he's left standing holding just a raw, basic-ass microphone. And you've got on one side, immaculate Cody Rhodes, without a hair out of place, not a bead of sweat on his brow, it's talking at very much the same level, very controlled, very collected, but very intense, holding the microphone perfectly pristine. On the other hand, Punk is getting you know more angry. He's taking clothes off. He's in his, and he's holding a raw microphone. You've got that perfect oppositions. These two different firebrands in completely different you know modes of, of pro wrestling. And it just is, it, it, and they don't even blink. Like it doesn't bother them. They don't even make a reference to it because they're, they're both so in the moment. And they have that stare down, and it's just, it, it's just the most perfect summation of why these two are prime for this position in the company, and why, yeah, like I want to see this match. I don't even imagine this match happening at this WrestleMania. I don't imagine it happening at SummerSlam. It could be a WrestleMania 41 header. Like, I don't know. Like, a Netflix debut. Could be a Netflix debut. There are so, there's so much quality to be had in this. What I don't want them to do is delay it too much. Oh, I, yeah, I, I get that. And I think you're right. But I think what Triple H has shown over the last year or so of his, his booking is that he's very good at delaying things mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. building people up elsewhere so that when they eventually come face to face. I mean, good case in point on this. This is the first time that Gunther and Seth have had a yes. segment together yeah. on this show. Like that's that's great. It's the I, I know people hate it when I do this, but one of AEW's strengths is that they've often kept people away from each other. So it's like, oh, by the way, this is now a first time match. And you're like, what? They've been here since the day yeah, one of true. this show. Like, how have we never had a match between mm. these two? That's what Triple H is doing with a lot of these things. Like, you want to see this now? Cool. Wait six months. And you just keep tuning in because you want to see it and you want to see it and you want to see it. And the more you build it up, the more you hype it, the more you have to see mm. it. I, it goes from being, I need to see this to, I have to see this. I promise this is the last time I bring up Brian Gowitz's book. It's just because <laughs> I just read it. But he's talking in that book about the once in a lifetime Austin, uh, sorry, Rock and Cena promo and how that was planned to be a three-part thing, three WrestleManias consecutively. Um, and that's kind of another interesting point is that you, they, they made the match. They had all this plan. And then they went away and they had to find a way to heat it back up. And then, you know, because mm -hmm. the rock goes off and does the rocks thing. There is there is a prototype for it. There is examples of it in all, all over the place of it being possible to do it. But I don't know. There was something so electric in this moment that it's like, I just want to see it. And I just want to see it now. And it's like my current favorite wrestler and CM Punk back in WWE, who I also have, you know, we talked, how many times we've talked about, you either get the magic of Punk or you don't. And I do. And that in that moment, seeing them together and it's like, oh, the proof was always here. This, this is electric. This is fire. I can't wait to see how it turns out. I'm. I cannot wait for the rumble. Yeah. Oh, and and it's blown the whole thing wide open, man. Like that's, I. That's the best thing about this segment. I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off. That's the best thing about this segment. Yeah. It's not just that it was an incredible, like incredible work between the two of them. I am excited to see the pay per view. Mm. That is what promo it's segments crucial. are for. It's why I brought up the blood and guts thing earlier. It, promos are meant to make you want to see the outcome of something. Mm -hmm. I now want to put my money down and buy the pay per view and see what happens when these two collide in the ring. Yeah. Because they're going to be in the Rumble together, mm -hmm. for, for sure. They may even be the final two. 
They may be like the. They, they may be one and two. They may be one and two. I, I mean, I think I said this yesterday, but like, given the reports of what you know, Punk getting blown up in a thirteen-minute match, Dominic Zero, maybe don't have him go out at number mm. one. But they, these two will be in the ring together, and I have to see that. Yeah, I am putting down my money. I cannot wait for our Royal Rumble party because not only do I get to see this on pay per view, I'm gonna be surrounded by. I can't wait for this weekend. Yeah, it's it's just this is why I watch wrestling. Mm-hmm. That's it. Plain and simple. It was. Fan flipping tastic, a self censored on that one. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Unsurprisingly, we've got a bunch of Ultra Chats about this, so please do get in rest.com forward slash support. We'll read out all of them above the five US dollar amount. And Will Campbell says, Hi, guy. The promo segment lasted over 13 minutes, but it felt like half of that. That's an excellent point. Also, incredibly ironic how no chill Phil made the pleasure versus business dig at Cody when the very reason Punk is even there in the first place because he couldn't, uh, because he very much couldn't. Yeah, it, it, I thought that too. There, there was a, a mention in the promo. I can't remember the exact wording of it. Uh, basically, like you don't you fight out here, not back there, kind of thing. And that for me was like, well, that's loaded. But also, that sort of speaks to the hypocrisy of Punk, and, and that's part of the WWE character. Yeah. And and you know I, I i hope that this is a much cleaner and smoother experience for punk backstage than than aw was in the last wwe run was i hope this business is better um because 
you want that stuff on screen and not off screen. It should be, you know. Yeah. So Luke Owens, number one fan, said Punk referencing The Rock when he talked about getting the cover of the game and having your mania moment taken away from you is poetic. In that while Punk said he is The Rock in this scenario with Cody, Dwayne could very well do the same to both of them. Mm. I don't think the rock is at mania it's just interesting though because you you hear this the i want to know why but you hear the crowd reaction to this and i'm like oh you don't need him <laughs> like, <laughs> you okay. don't need him point number one i agree yeah you don't need him point number two i think you can save it with the rock going with being part of the tk board of directors he's there long term right like this i don't yeah. i think you want to save it for and i, I this is going to sound like a, a, a sort of a slap in the face of wrestlemania a bigger deal like the debut episode of Netflix, like that's when you do The Rock's return to the mm. ring. That's a bigger deal than WrestleMania is, certainly mm. money-wise, because this is a huge money deal for WWE, and they need to make it the biggest that it possibly can be. You want to get up to the biggest start? You do Rock versus Roman. Yeah, that's when you do the head of the table match, the first episode of Monday Night Raw on Netflix. You also get it's one of the I know I know it's because he said it. We all went, oh, hang on, is this going to go down at Mania? All these reports, whatever, blah blah blah, and it still might. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. It, the 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 As road to WrestleMania officially begins on Saturday, so that these things will will play out. But don't forget that in May last year, sorry, July last year, uh, John Cena came out in the ring and said we might get WrestleMania in London. That sometimes you say things in the ring and they don't come true for a good long time. But um. When, also, when I say that you don't need The Rock, that's not a good reason to not have him if he's available, <laughs> to be clear. Um, but yeah, I mean, cripes. Outer Rim Observer has been a member for 19 months in a row, said, uh, I guess Rocky is now the head of the corporate. <laughs> also, uh, I hope that Seth gets healed up, but if not, I can see him dropping the title to Punk at Mania. We'll get on to Seth in a well, bit. Yeah, we'll get on to Seth. You've got tea. Yeah, I mean, well, it's not tea. It's just I, I find it... An interesting landscape. So yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get onto that in a, in a little bit. Uh, we'll also have our Royal Rumble predictions going up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only will that have the ramifications for the Jam That Championship, also this year's Royal Jamble entries. I So I'm not going to ask you on who you think is going to be winning the Royal Rumble. Because I'm going to save that for the Royal Rumble prediction show. Good God. I mean, the pressure's on, Dan. You've got to defend I know, I know. Boop! Uh, here says, after the Cody Punk segment this week, I'm actually excited for the Rumble this weekend, especially since it'll be my first oh my live God, WWE event. So <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering, if you could book one more match for the pay-per-view, what would it be? Um, probably for me, the tag match that's going on on Raw next week, I understand. Or, uh, so you've got two two matches that are happening on Raw next week, two title matches, Gunther Kofi and uh, DIY vs. Judgment Day. DIY vs. Judgment Day. I'd have those personally. Um, or I'd give EO a defense. But I don't know who you'd have to do it very quickly, and there's no real story for Rio at the moment. So yeah, I was going to say like to play devil's avocado, I wouldn't. Yeah, there's also I, that. I just you know we watched uh, Royal Rumble 2014 for Rest Talk Extra. That's only got four matches on it. Mm. You know, it's got it, and that's with one rumble. Yeah, like this is a you got two rumbles both of them you know people say oh it goes an hour it's gonna go longer than an that. hour plus gunther was in it for an hour 15 last yeah, year so that's you know, which is the length of the match exactly, <laughs> yeah so you know it's an hour 15 so you're looking at an hour plus plus the first two entrances which will be given time because they're in such a massive stadium yeah so you're probably looking at hour 20 a hour four man main event for the a four man main event with roman's yeah. entrance like that's going to be 45 mm. minutes and then you've got uh the kevin owens logan paul match that'll probably get 20 minutes maybe even 25 plus entrances you don't need another match on there. You've actually got 
a really tidy, nice, concise and show. And he likes that. With hour-long plus rumbles. Yeah, yeah. Two of them, no less. Uh, so Kuzu says, um, but yeah, okay, for the, for the sake of answering the question in the tag match, Kuzu says, great go-home episode of Raw got me hyped for the rumble. The wrestling was fine, but it was all about the promos and it went above expectations. Cody and CM, uh, CM Punk are the stars right now, at least on Raw. Reminded me of the first Punk MJF promo. Absolutely, bloody exactly like that's the promo like that's why you want cm punk here. Mm-hmm. it's like the first uh, the punk kingston promo is the one i always go to mm-hmm. it's like that's why you want cm punk here um but i also agree with that like this was a show that was less about the in-ring work mm-hmm. which while fine was not really there good, to build yeah. the rumble mm-hmm. it was all about the promos to build the rumble yeah mojo says my wife is not a wrestling fan she watched cody and punk with me last night and i think she's a wrestling <laughs> fan now i loved everything about this segment it made me crave a title feud between them someday maybe they'll be the final two in the rumble i think they will be there's also something i mean oh god oh my god sorry you, i just thought about that yeah i i keep getting overwhelmed by how much i enjoyed this and how much i'm looking forward to this like i'm glad to feel like a child fan again like i'm glad to feel this way um there was something else in the Cody promo that came to my mind where this idea that, you know, Cody is a Nepo baby, but uh, I watched that Cody documentary. He didn't have it easy in any way. Like, do you remember last year Cody put uh, in, in the promo with Heyman and actually Heyman got a bit choked up during it. It was very emotional when he said, like, you gave my dad a break when he ECW behind you. Yeah. And he had no money and, and I'll never be able to thank you enough for that kind of thing. That's real. Like, it's not like Cody had a silver spoon in his mouth. That's the earnestness again. There it is. Like every part of him that is dressed the way he is, that is that's the American dream kind mm-hmm. of thing. That he was able to get from humble beginnings, yes, with name recognition, and fight through that Nepo baby thing and, and prove himself on pure talent. All of that. That's the long history of wrestling behind this promo. I I love wrestling so much. Oddly as well, it the you know, Mojo there said he craved, I crave a title feud between them. I think that's the issue we got with the World Heavyweight Championship because that's the belt that Cody doesn't want, but it's the belt the Punk's going out for. Uh, my pitch is now that the moustache is out of the way and Dwayne Johnson's on the board of TKO. Have them both be champions and have a unification match at WrestleMania 41. How about that? I mean, it's big. I'll take it. Aaron Hanrahan has been a member for 28 months in a row. Cody's last promo in AEW was about the pipe bomb and he mirrored that promo here. I want to see so many matches. I'm going to Mania. I can't oh, wait God. for the Rumble. <laughs> I, I can't. <laughs> We're on a real string of shows here, man. Like it's it's going to be a, a wild and fun time uh, uh, on the road to WrestleMania. Golden Knights fan says, "Hey, Prof and Luke, the promo was great and it sets up WrestleMania and the Royal Rumble perfectly, but I cannot get behind a hypocrite, Punk, who single-handedly nearly destroyed a company and someone who left the company he built, Cody, when he was needed." Okay, I'll I'll, do, I'll, I'll give my my two cents in on that. That is the magic of wwe when you because I, I talk about second um second place marketing with aew wwe are doing first place marketing which is you don't punch down and you don't reference anyone else mm-hmm. because you're the only one that matters don't need to yeah all of punk stuff is you left 10 years ago you don't need to talk about how you then went to another company and did this. As I said in the editor review, like they did the whole promo segment without mentioning All Elite Wrestling. But that's because it's WWE and you don't need to because this is the big show. You know, Paul White over here. <laughs> so you don't need to reference it. The story you have told and the story you have told your audience is he left 10 years ago and then he came back. The story they've told you with Cody is he got fired 10 years ago and then he came back. Mm. So you don't need to know that one of them left and built another company. You don't need to know that Punk 
joined that company and then got into a fight backstage and a dog got involved. You don't need to know any of that. A, a new show was created for him and it's on another channel. You just need to know he left 10 years ago. Now he's back and some people like that and some people don't. He got fired 10 years ago, made a name for himself uh, outside of the WWE on the, in, on the indies. You know, that's the, that's the word they're going to use. And now he's back and he's a bigger star. Mm. I also would just say on on this, the idea that Punk single-handedly nearly destroyed a company. The company's fine. Um, <laughs> and also Cody left when he was needed. They wouldn't have let him need, leave if he was that needed. Like, they, they just wouldn't. And also personal choices. Like, there was, I don't know, we don't know what the disagreement that they had was. But, you know, the wrestling business is in a good place. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't feel... Uh, that like yeah well you know you you respond as you respond as a fan mm-hmm. i think that's fair uh and Loby is our last word on this for the moment says uh i don't know why but cody versus punk gave me flashbacks to punk and cena the heart of the conflict isn't the same but it felt familiar i don't know what it is but something about the promo made me feel the same way i get that because mm-hmm. that's a lot of like you know you're the franchise john you're the franchise cody like it is the working man in punk going up against the hand-picked star because punk was never the hand-picked star he forced to be a star yeah. in WWE because they never wanted him to be a star in WWE in the same way they didn't want Brian to be a star either. But Cena was their hand-picked guy. Cena's the... And Cody's the same way. Cody's mm. the hand-picked guy. He wears the nice suit and everything. And Punk is this, the everyman mm. that's running against that, the voice of change. Mm. It's, you know, it's, it's fascinating it stuff. Is, yeah. But we have got a whole show to get into here. And within that, the World Heavyweight Champion announced that he's injured. So let's yeah. get into this. Rollins opened the show with his busted leg. Not, I mean, good sign is didn't come out in crutches. Nope. Uh, he just had a knee brace on. And he wasn't doing his full entrance. He wasn't putting his hands in the air and joining in with the, the singing of the whoa, whoa, whoa. I, what was your thoughts going into this segment? As in, in, ter- in terms of like what is Rollins going to do? Because the reports are going to be out like he is definitely injured the mri's come back it's it's a torn mcl mcl ACL is much worse Uh, and he's got a torn meniscus it's bad and he is going to be out for a while what did you think this promo segment might be um i'm not a doctor but yeah i did do research on the mcl and i did do research on because this is the same injury john cena had in 2004 remember he got run out of the royal rumble and he hurt Mm. his knee and he didn't really miss any time um the the a torn a a second grade tear in your mcl the rehab of it is like four to six weeks wrestlemania is 11 weeks away that's what a doctor said on busted open uh, with the next this weekend that's that i didn't hear that so that's the second Mm. you know that's plenty of time to rehab that ahead of wrestlemania so if it was me just have them do promos like i wouldn't really even necessarily um report it but then again you don't you have to acknowledge it because it's the industry we're in now you can't just pretend that steve austin hasn't got neck issues and, and put him on tv every week um so i kind of was like i didn't expect him to relinquish that, it that's what i was going to ask you expect a vacation no here. no i just I expected him to cut some promos and maybe get into a, a tete-a-tete with someone but mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't expect him necessarily to, to plant seeds for something in the rumble or plant seeds for something at elimination chamber but i didn't see any cause for concern so i i had no idea I didn't know what the recovery time was. Sean Ross Appert said on Fightful uh, over the weekend that like it's it's he'll be out until WrestleMania. There's a possibility he'll be out post WrestleMania. And Sean was like, he doesn't need to vacate the title because 
Roman doesn't defend the belt either, so you don't need a storyline reason mm. for a champion to be defending the belt on every show. Hasn't got a matchbook for the Rumble. And hey, it frees up one of those main event slots for the 26 different main events you can put up at WrestleMania. Exactly. Well, yeah. So you got... He's not booked for the Royal Rumble, and the card for Elimination Chamber is not finalized, which just leaves Mania, because that's mm-hmm. the, the show after that. So he goes, So you don't have to have him drop the belt. You don't have to have him vacate the title. So I didn't know what was going to happen going into this segment. But I knew exactly what was going to happen when the commentators weren't taking it seriously. Right. And what I mean by that is they weren't doing their solemn voices. (laughs) It was essentially Michael Cole saying, oh, man, major implications for Seth Rollins' WrestleMania. I was like, he's 100% keeping hold of this title and he's going to be at WrestleMania Mm. then. Credit to Seth, though. Played this up very well. He was very teary. The crowd chanted, thank you, Seth. And he was like, look, it's been a long week. And I thought something went wrong during the match with Jinder last week. I felt my knee move in a way that it shouldn't do. And I might be out for a while and I might even miss WrestleMania. I've had an MRI. This is what it's come back with. And I'm looking at three to four months on the shelf. I don't know what that future means for me then. And so I was like, okay, I mean, this is you know interesting. I d- based on the commentary, I don't think he's still vacating the title here. Then Gunther came out. I was like, angle. It's 100% an angle, and he's definitely going to be at WrestleMania. And they, you know, Gunther, I, what I figured was like, this is the promo segment they were always going to do for this week anyway, because we've had Drew's promo segment where it's like, I'm going to win the Royal Rumble. We've had Punk's one, mm-hmm. I'm going to win the Royal Rumble. We've had Cody's, I'm going to win the Royal Rumble. Now it's Gunther's turn to have his promo with the champ. I'm going to win the Royal Rumble and I'm picking you. you. And so I think they were going to do this promo segment this week, regardless of what happened with Seth's injury. Um, uh, sorry, if, like if Seth, even Seth hadn't got injured, they were going to do this promo anyway. So Gunther comes out and he's just like, I'm a working, I'm a workhorse champion. Mm-hmm. I was like, you're a great workhorse champion, a champion people can be proud of just like me. And I want you to know that I'm, uh, I'm going to win the Royal Rumble. And when I do win the Royal Rumble, I'm going to pick you. And Seth was like, you came out of here too early, Gunther, because here's what I'm here to announce, is that while the docs say that I will likely miss WrestleMania, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure I keep my promise, I'm going to walk into WrestleMania as champion, and I'm going to walk out as champion. Mm. So, for my money, this is, he's 100% going to be at WrestleMania. I think so. I don't think they would play a game this risky if they didn't think he was going to be he was not he was going to miss wrestlemania but also his character is someone who does that like he, his character is this whole story with Shinsuke nakamura was my back really hurts but I'm, I'm able to fight through it so i've got a real injury one that will you know if i'm not a doctor uh will rep- will heal within the time frame needed for me to be okay for wrestlemania um so we'll 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 do the wrestling thing and hype it up a little bit more than it is and make it three to six months and oh my look at my recovery it was so quick and i i'm a fighting champion that's it. It's part of the character and you know i I hope that's the case i hope that he's genuinely going to be okay yeah so. me too and i think if i was a betting man I, I mean actually not i'm gonna say if i was a betting man here's what i would do i wouldn't have him on tv now yeah i would not have cm punk sorry i would not have seth rollins on tv until he's cleared you don't need him next week you don't need you don't need him next week you don't need him for the build to elimination chamber oh there's still a bit of a question mark over gunther like Mm -hmm. in terms of is he able to travel to australia i think australia is the last one i think australia is the last one as well but i I mentioned this in the edited review you've got rhea ripley there so you can build the pay-per-view around rhea ripley versus nia Jax, which i think will be the big elimination chamber match and on the smackdown side of things because roman's not going to be a chamber either 
build it around EOS Sky. Mm. You've got two other world champions that you can build the pay-per-view around. So you don't need Seth Rollins there. I know a lot of people, I've, I mean, looking at the live chat here, and people are like, Priest should have cashed in. Why didn't Priest cash in? Even in a kayfabe world, yeah, why wouldn't Priest cash in now on the in, very clearly, obviously yeah. injured Seth Rollins? But you don't need the world champion here at the moment because you've got so much else going on. That's kind of the strength of the company right now. Mm. But I do think it is remarkable that I was going to open the show talking about how the world heavyweight champion is injured and likely could miss WrestleMania. And the audience told me, I don't care. Nah. That I find mad. Because mm, exactly. I, I kept like, getting told every week, he's a great champion. People care about him. And I'm looking at this like, and then people are telling me the opposite. Mm. I think it's because um, people are probably, I don't think it's that they don't care about Seth. I think it's that they agree that he's going to be fine. And actually, it feels too the story, story yeah. from this show was not anything to do with Seth. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I think like this, it's very clearly, this is story mm. and he is going to make it to WrestleMania. Mm. Obviously, yeah, I think they'll probably play it, but day by day, if you get towards WrestleMania and it's, it's actually, oh, maybe he isn't going to be ready. Mm then you could do something there. But I think you've played a blinder here because you don't need to have Seth defending this belt. As I said, Roman doesn't defend his belt, so you've got a storyline reason why you don't need to have Seth defend his belt. So this is a much better way than either A, having Damian Priest cash in and and then having Seth fight for the belt again at WrestleMania or post-WrestleMania, or B, worse, having an interim champion yeah. or some nonsense like that. Yeah. You can just stick with your one guy, he's the champion, defends it at WrestleMania. Mm. It's great. Mm. I, I think they have done an, a brilliant, brilliant move here. Yeah. Much, much better move. Um, Gunther, uh, Gunther's goons, I call them the, the Gunthers in my edited review. <sighs> you know that one? No. <laughs> Kaiser and Vinci were at ringside for this. And as Gunther was leaving and Seth was leaving, the New Day just jump out of the audience and start wailing on Imperium. And that leads into the tag match that they had. But I'm not going to use the word match. This was a fight. Oh, yeah. This was a fight. These two teams just battered each other, particularly Ludwig Kaiser. Giovanni Vinci, obviously, he's got some receipts to get from the, you know, <laughs> giving him a concussion a couple of weeks ago, but he came out swinging in this match. Did you, uh, did you catch Kaiser's new gimmick, his new nickname? No. Mr. A Everything. I hate that. <laughs> Who said that? Michael Cole uh. said that. He's like, do you know what he calls himself? Mr. A Everything. I don't like it. I don't like that. But everything about it. him is A. That's so? No. I reject it wholesale. <laughs> and these two were like, these two teams were, were beating each other up. And then Kofi Kingston got the hot tag. Oh my God. And holy heckins, yeah. did he have a hot tag on him? Mm. Bradshaw was in the back being like, God damn, that was a great hot tag. <laughs> the best hot tags in the industry in Bradshaw. And we got into a double count out finish. They completely earned this finish, the story that they're telling. They battered each other. They went through the crowd, kind of worked into the production area. All four of them got off the production area, fell through a bunch of tables. Spectacular. Yeah, I thought the, the whole brawl element... I mean, I'm guilty of underrating Giovanni Vinci, but I think that might be because they are guilty of under-presenting under Giovanni Vinci as anything other than the third lackey. Um, but yeah, it was, it was it was intense. It was... I mean, I you know Kofi's got it. He's a former world champion for a reason. There was a reason we all got behind him. Woods had a new energy, I felt like. There was something vicious about him the past yeah. couple of weeks in a row. Looking for revenge. The brawl was really fun. There was a time when they used to have a stage where this would have happened with them going off the stage, and then it would have been in the opening title. 
titles because you know mm. crashing through the raw logo kind of thing um yeah i thought it was absolutely great i i loved all of it um and the crowd were really really hyped for it i think my only uh if i was to put a little asterisk on the segment of like hmm, could have been uh, slightly improved there it's just they just cut back to the commentators yeah i hated that <laughs> i hated it so much because that's that i i think they did such a good job with the segment that to then have them go well now we're pivoting to tell you about 2K24. We're going to play the logo. And I'm just like, well, I know just off screen. Yeah. They're just, what are they doing? That's the moment there to cut to commercial. Yes. And then come back. Come back. The, come, come during the break. Like, during the break, this is what happened. But if you missed it, this is the chaotic scenes you missed in the opening of this show. This is what would have been done in, in WWE of like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. So do it now. Uh, we've got a video promo to hype up the Drew McIntyre versus Damian Priest main event with Keith David doing the voiceover for it. He's Keith David, the actor Keith David. What's he gonna? They live uh, well, alongside Rowdy Roddy Piper, no less. I have seen it. Yeah, yeah. He also did the voiceover for WrestleMania 2000. He became like the de facto voiceover guy for WWE after Blassie, I know uh, doing like uh, VOs and promos and stuff. He was the narrator for the uh, the Monday Night War on WWE Network. Oh, I know that. Yeah. Okay. It's Keith David. Come on, man. They live. Thank you, Keith David. And it cut back in Judgment Day and their Judgment Den were watching this and they basically just all bickered with each other, um, which was like, you know, they, Rhea was like, I've spoke with Adam Pearce and you're defending the tag titles against DIY next week. And Priest was like, why are you getting us? To, why are you speaking to Pearce? Maybe you should stay out of his office. That's not a smart thing to do. You're just so focused on being the cover star of, of 2K24. Stop going to Paige's office. And he just walks out. Rhea Ripley annoyed at this looks at the B team and was just like why do you guys suck mm. like I'm just I'm so disappointed in you and Finn Balor's there being like yeah, yeah she's disappointed in you so you're yucking it up and she's like what are you laughing at because you're not much better mm. why don't you show me why you're Finn Balor later mm -hmm. more Judgment Day in fighting didn't mind it great segment I particularly enjoyed the bit where um priest told her that she was getting a bit big headed and then she turned to JD and said you hear that JD I've got a big head <laughs> it was very funny. Uh, Maxine and Ivy Nile cut a promo backstage hyping up her match. And the Creed I'm just glad she didn't shower at me. <laughs> <laughs> and the Creed brothers, remember them, um, showed up and so to hype them up a little bit more. And then Ivy Nile beat Valhalla in a, a very quick match. Um, crowd, it's, it's Valhalla's not a regular on screen in terms mm -hmm. of in-ring wrestling. Ivy Nile's a new character, unsurprising. Crowd were not particularly into much of this match. Uh, and Ivy Nile won with a top rope bulldog. Um, I would like for Michael Cole to stop using weirdo as an insult, especially two weeks or so after he shouted at the top of his lungs, yeah, Miz, do it for all of us weirdos. He's describing Valhalla as a weirdo. And well, I'm he, like, well, that's part, like, just, that's not selling the character to me. He also called her, and I quote, one of the most strangest individuals. One of the most strangest. One of the most strangest. Bad grammar. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't like that way of, of calling. I've got a blue squiggle for writing that quote down. See, it's because it's not a real, you know. <laughs> um, also, there's something that you seem to have missed. Do you know who was wandering about on the stage? Nikki Cross. Was she? Yep. What? There was a shot, Nikki. I'm really good at spotting these things that you don't spot. There was a moment they're locking up, uh, and the shot is is facing back to the stage, and behind them, across the stage, walks wanders in her dazed state, Nikki Cross. Where's she been? Probably on main event. Wandering like. all around. She's been walking from her last venue to this one. Do you know what that says to me? What? Ivan Island, um, Maxine versus Nikki Cross and Valhalla. I don't know. I don't know if it, it wasn't. The, the they weird, didn't reference it. The weirdos unite. Oh, God, get out of my life. <laughs> it's, it's, it's clearly Royal Rumble season because Nikki Cross is making it onto TV, even if it is like in yeah. the background and no one notices. I completely missed that. I saw Damage Control. Always later. watching. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and not in the, their own backstage segments. I'm talking about a segment they weren't a part yeah. of. Uh, I can't brag about the seeing, next segment. I, I can't brag about seeing them in a backstage segment where they cut a promo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, New Day were having a quick chat with Jey Uso and Jackie interviewed them, and you can see Damage Control walking in the background. New Day said, "Look, we want a shot at whoever wins the tag match next week between Judgment Day and DIY." Yeah, Kofi was so fired up. Wait, what? I thought Kofi said he was coming to Gunther. No, but yeah, no, that's so. There's a tag match next week for the tag titles. Yeah. They want the winners of that tag match oh, I so see. they can go after the tag titles. But also, yes, Kofi's having, having a match with Gunther. <laughs> Careful. That's where you are. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, I just liked uh, Kofi's fired up energy. Um, yeah, it was, I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, I feel bad for Jay. Jay's not had a lot to do as of late. Kind of like what I, was, I made that sort of a, a snide joke about the Creed brothers. Yeah. Like, Jay Uso. Remember him? <laughs> Kind of. Yeah. Um, but he's got a match next week. He's facing Bronson Reed. More on that in a bit. Um, Nia Jax came out for a promo. Now, this was my least favorite part of the whole show. <laughs> I would say that this Nia run has been way better than anyone thought it was going Absolutely to be. Absolutely. Given her track record with WWE, this run with Nia Jax has been way better than anyone thought it was going to be. This promo was quite naff. Mm. It was overly scripted. It was overly stilted. It didn't have very good delivery. It was getting hotted by the crowd. And it was like begging for someone to come and interrupt it. Thankfully, Becky Lynch did. But Becky Lynch didn't have much more to add to the conversation other than making jokes about Nia Jax injuring people. But we've already covered that ground. We've already made those jokes. Thankfully, my girl Bailey came out to really save this segment. It's just a shame then that she was the one that was squashed at the end of it and Nia Jax stood tall. Which leads me to believe that Bailey is winning the Royal Rumble now. I did not like it. I, I thought this whole segment was a complete waste of time. Uh, if, I'm, if I'm Becky Lynch and I'm uh, not so much Bailey, but if I'm Becky Lynch, why have I been flown out to do this? This is the whole way you're using me on the show. There, she had a chat with uh, Rhea Ripley. Oh, could have filmed this. it last week. All of, ch- could have filmed it last week. This could have been a the, the, use your show differently. Like uh, this did not work. And 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 yeah, Bailey being out there was exciting. I was like, oh cool. And I'm spending too much time looking at people's hair these days. And Bailey's hair is now long enough to do a side ponytail. But like, um, I I don't think that having her just be squashed was a particularly effective use of Bailey and continued any story, really. It didn't make Bailey look good. No. Uh, you know, considering that she's this invading force from yeah. SmackDown coming over. Um, Rubbish. Yeah, not a great segment. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Royal Rumble this weekend. <sighs> it's all about the numbers. This is the Coke advert for me. This is what <laughs> makes me feel like it's really Rumble season. So, you know, we got the usuals. I mean, we didn't get, you know, my favorites for 20 long years. We didn't get any of that stuff. So, you know, it's yeah, minus five stars. Wilson didn't get like there's been thirteen thousand tons in mm. Royal Rumble. That's fifteen billion big shows. Like we didn't get that sort of like level of like you know nonsense statistics. But we've now got my new favorite crap statistic about the Royal Rumble. Go on. <clears throat> there have been over thirteen hundred people in a Royal Rumble match. Only two point six of them have won a Royal Rumble. You've missed a crucial category there. Percent. What did I say? Two point six. Only two. Only two point six wrestlers. Royal Rumble. Only two point six percent of those have won a Royal Rumble. Mm. F- duh. <laughs> <laughs> the match only has one winner. Yeah. Apart from that one time where two people won it. Fifty percent of that would be what? Like seven hundred winners of the Royal Rumble? Like no. Like it's. You may as well have said like, oh, you know, 
50% of people in singles matches win them. Mm. Like, yeah, of course. What a, what a crap statistic. Yeah. I mean, I loved it because it's so it's a crap, crap it's so such a crap statistic and i'm not going to have my fifteen thousand big shows that i'm i want to have a crap statistic like this yeah. but i proper laughed at that one it was split into two halves and i've got something for the second half later but the the, the thing i found really interesting about this one was that cody was in the promo for consecutive winners mm-hmm. like they were talking about you know there have been four people i think who've done it or yeah. three people who've oh, done so it hogan michaels and austin right three people have done it no one's done it since and they've got could Cody Rhodes and like they've never done that before. They, they are, no, not in the not in the uh, video packages. Yeah, but like last week they were really. Oh no no no! I, but I mean, last year, year before, year before, every year that there's a winner, they could say, could could this person be the next to win him consecutively? They've never done that, no. and they're doing that with Cody. Yeah, they've only really done it in commentary, haven't they? Like you know when yeah. Del Rio is in the 2012 Royal Rumble, it's like, oh, could he go back to mm-hmm. back? I'm using that as some other kind of Del Rio. Yeah, they mention it in the commentary. It's not the same thing not, as not putting it in promos in a, in a video package be like hey this question guy mark, question, mark. question mark question mark um if, if he enters at number one he's winning it speaks to royal rumble 2000 when they on two separate occasions show you the uh the final moments of rumble 95 being like Shawn michaels did not have both of his feet touch the floor i don't know if that's going to play into the finish of mm. this royal rumble but i do think it's worth remembering becky had a brief chat with rhea ripley uh, that's your WrestleMania match, I think, folks. Uh, and then Dominic Mysterio beat The Miz. In a fantastic pair of boots. <laughs> I loved them. Um, yeah, the story of the match was that Miz uh, could not overcome the numbers game. Uh, Miz, uh, Miz got beaten down by Finn Balor afterward and DIY made the save. Um, I thought this match was really good. It was really solid. I enjoyed it very much. It's very kind. This was like so broadly, like broadly average as as, as in ring wrestling goes. I, I, which is, if you'd have told me a couple of years ago that Dominic Mysterio versus The Miz was going to be a solid match that actively popped the crowd on a number of occasions. It's the Miz is in there. Like you can, Miz can have a two and a half star match with anyone. Like, like Gunther can have a five star match with anyone. Yeah, Miz can have a two, two star. <laughs> that's the Miz's strength. I, no, would, I, I, would tr- I would trust the Miz in there with literally anyone. I, I, would, I, would, I would trust the Miz in Ivy, there with... Ivy, calm down. I don't know why you're getting so hot. I would trust the Miz in there with Maxine Dupree. <laughs> he would get a three-star match out of her. Don't come for Maxine. Um, I No, I just think the idea that like Dominic Mysterio versus the Miz had people engaged is fascinating. Like that, yeah. You told me that a couple of years ago. Dom's over, Miz is over yeah, as a baby face. Like, it, it's working. Um, they did do the Tom and Nick Mysterio joke again. That joke though. is over. I think we're, we're, we're done with that joke. Now. It's finished now. Yeah, it's, it's kind of done. Sorry. Put um, it, there'll, there'll be a t-shirt there next week. I think there's a t-shirt now. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Jackie interviewed Damien Priest. Truth walked up to talk about uh, Tom and Nick Mysterio and uh, to give him his cut of the merchandise money. And in a quite a clever little bit of verbiage, Damien Priest was like, not now, come and find me later on. Oh, I didn't even spot that. And That is good. He then talks about Drew McIntyre to you know hype up the main event. He's like, look, Drew didn't carry this company when he was champion in fact you know lots of bad things happened while drew was champion also couldn't beat roman couldn't beat gunther couldn't beat seth not gonna beat me mm. but it was a good promo from damien priest i like this bronson reed cut a promo on jay uso challenging him to a match next week and then chad gable had a match with ivar chad gable's got a new gimmick the thank you crew <laughs> Wade Barrett on commentary as Chad Gable was making his entrance said it's been a rough few weeks for the Alpha Academy against Ivar. Akira Tozawa beat Ivar last week. Yeah, that was a silly choice. Yeah. 
Thankfully, these two had a great match. Yeah, obviously. Obviously, they did. It was awesome. Gable had the match won, uh, seemingly, but Valhalla caused the distraction, and Ivar hit the Doom Salt for the win. I thought it was really smart as well to give us that little behind the scenes of them training, and he's like sort of showing that he can lift Otis a number of times, and it kind of tied into then during the match, he's trying to do his moves, and is he quite going to be able mm. to get Ivar over? There was the amazing T-bone off the top rope, using the momentum, because I can't do it from standing, so I might as well use his momentum. That was German really great. Suplex. Um, then the German suplex itself, where he was like, finally he did it! Um, and it was like, that's why he's the coach! And then, and then, and then he didn't win. And I thought this was odd. Well, you, 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 your first point of error, I suppose, is that Tozawa won last Yeah, it week. shouldn't have. Like, the story really should have been that Ivar beat Otis, Ivar beat Tazawa, and then Chad Gable, the master, has to stand up. We, I mean, we said this last week because, you know, Alpha Academy were all pissed off because Ivar attacked Tazawa mm. after the match. Like, yeah, but he, you won. Yeah. Like, you beat the big man. Yeah. And now Chad Gable's out here and he couldn't beat the big man. Also, why weren't the Academy out with him to nullify the distractions of Valhalla? Thank, the match was great. Yes, That is was. what I would say. And the crowd were really into it. So, you know, five stars for that. It's question marks then you had the cody and punk promo which was incredible and then we threw to a video package of hulkamania everyone <laughs> i skipped that we're beating that record mm. roman retains at mania we're beating that record shut up <laughs> uh poor four lasses afterwards though the the way versus Shayna baszler and zoe stark crivens like this is a death spot to end all death spots to be put in and they weren't given a huge amount of time afterwards um and Stark got a blind tag and hit the Z360 for the win. Yeah. It, it was li- like literally a nothing match. No, it, it wasn't. And, and like, look, some of the work was good in there. There was a hurricane runner onto Zoe, onto Shayna, which was really nice. I thought um, Candice did like a backstabber where she also threw, like it turned into a senton as well. There was a lot of nice moves there. Um, and yet the ones with no momentum got the win. It is so inconsequential. It didn't, uh, it was, it was being, it was put in the, it's not their fault. It was put in the worst spot. Absolutely not their fault. And the four of them tried. They did. They They were were, like trying to get the crowd behind them, but like they were never going to achieve getting the crowd behind them because you just had that Cody. They were a bit knackered. That's all they're talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. They were never going to recover from that. I also don't think it helps that the SmackDown title match went two and a half minutes. Mm. Like I don't think that helps these tag titles in any iota. This is also the only women's match on the show, wasn't it? No, there's two because there was also. Oh, Ivy now. Ivy now. Yeah, yeah. Um. So then you had, you know, uh, Chelsea Green and Piper Niven watching backstage. You had the party girls at ringside. Afterwards, the party girls were in the ring and uh, the Kabuki Warriors attacked them because they've got a tag title match this coming Friday. Yeah, as, as, again, like these short matches just aren't, it's not, it's not yeah. helping this division. Like I can, like you can, it's amazing. You can see the company actively trying because they're putting on matches mm-hmm. and they're building teams, but it's not connecting. And I think part of that is, no one's being given time. Yeah, I think I think almost I'd focus them onto one brand and just give them slightly longer. Like I would, I don't know. It's it's just not working. I really liked uh, Drew McIntyre's promo. Didn't want to talk about Punk and Cody. Said everything you wanted to say, and he said it to their faces. Also, do you know what he's sick of? People putting their negative spin on my WWE Championship reign. I didn't cause any bad things to it. Also, you want to talk about people that I lost to? I beat Goldberg. I beat Brock Lesnar. I beat AJ Styles. I beat Randy Orton. I thought this was a really great mm. promo from Drew. It was. Good response promo to, to Damien's earlier. And then backstage, Damien Control had an argument with Natty and Tegan, um, which suggests to me that perhaps the Kabuki Warriors are going to win oh, this, yeah. uh, this Friday, yeah. and then they can face off against Natty and Tegan uh, at some point down the line. Um, 
Adam Pearce. And then the Boston Hook connection are going to win the belts back at SummerSlam. Adam Pearce walked in. Of WrestleMania. Because she's coming back at the Royal Rumble because she's got all the Netflix money now. He's still pushing for Mercedes Monet. Well, she ended up on Dynamite, has she? No, but the report is. Oh, the reports always the are. Reports are. The reports I mean, always are. I've seen a few people mention this in the chat as well. There's a report that came out today that Akada is likely heading to WWE <laughs> and heading to NXT. That part. Lead with that <laughs> next time. You're going to give all of this. Finish. The, get there. You know, like. <laughs> The reports are. I mean, maybe he will. I don't know. Maybe he will. But, but I like. I, I would look at Kazuchika Okada and be like, do you know what you need to learn with a hard camera? <laughs> I'm going to say this. I'm predicting Mercedes Monet, Sasha Banks is back at the Royal Rumble. Sod it. Making a little prediction. I've, I've given my three uh, word prediction, which is that she has her Royal Rumble return on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, that certainly happens. She's going to post a picture of her, post a picture of her in Tampa. That was five words. I'm not starting that with you. All right. <laughs> so anyway, but like, I need, for, what I do need to do is criticize uh, Adam Pierce's tremendously bad man management. Adam Pierce is the focal point of this backstage statement because he walked in, he's like, "Go, oh, whoa, 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 save it for the Royal Rumble, everyone, guys! I invited you here to promote the Royal Rumble, not to get into backstage fights with people. This is out of order." And then Bailey is like, "Well, when we win the tag titles, you're going to be seeing a lot of us." And Adam Pierce is like, "Oh, I hope not." Yeah. And then Adam Pierce is, is wandering off and he gets interrupted by this is classic WWE staging. Indusher from one side, Jinder Mahal from another, and they want to have a meeting with Adam Pierce. He's like, okay, go meet me at my office. So Indusher will walk off in one direction and Jinder walks off in a different direction. And we end with everyone's favorite. I need a drink. I need a drink. Um, all right, Adam Pierce, uh, I need to talk to you about your man management style. Because first of all, you you said I brought, I invited Damage Control here to promote the Royal Rumble and SmackDown. Aren't you supposed to be like trying to be better than SmackDown, but you're inviting their stars on to promote SmackDown? Secondly, um, I liked the bit with Nick Aldis. He, he made a point of like, well, if I can get him to stop looking at himself in the mirror, maybe I will. WrestleMania match. There you go. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think what's really frustrating to me is that over on SmackDown, I think they're doing a really good job with Nick Aldis as GM. I think he's like establishing some authority. I think he's like, well, I'm, the whole business with potentially stripping Roman Reigns of the of the title. It's like, you know, that's not going to happen. But the idea of it is possible. He's, he's stamping out his authority as GM, whereas here, Adam Pearce is apparently running around the corridors all the time trying to break up fights. That's what he does. Pull it out. Well, maybe, maybe. maybe That's if why he, he needs to drink all the time. Maybe if he stops the drinking, he can focus more. <laughs> well, that maybe that'll be. <laughs> what Nick about Al a dry January, Adam? <laughs> that'll mean you don't know if it's a stiff drink. It might, <laughs> he might just want a lemonade. I need a peppermint tea. <laughs> Nick Aldis's return promo could be like, "Well, if I could get Adam Pierce out the bar <laughs> <laughs> to put down the hip flask." Goodness me! I love Adam Pierce in this. I like mean, yeah, this. me too. I love Adam Pierce too. But he needs to sort <laughs> out his divisions. Uh, it's more all about the numbers. It wasn't as funny as the first one. Can we play my game, though? Please do. Okay, okay, okay. They mentioned in this one, Natalia is one of only four who have been in every women's Rumble match. Name the other three. Oh, good question. Good game, innit? It is a good game. Becky? Nope. <sighs> Just won one of them. Charlotte? Nope. <sighs> I mean, I, I did this research. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Hmm. Who else could there be? Because uh, Charlotte, let's we forget, was sat on the chair outside while oh, Stephanie McMahon was going, Whoa! That's right, of course she was. Uh, so it's not Asker either. No, I, if I could give you one piece of advice, mm -hmm. 
aim down on the card. Well, that's what I'm trying to think of. But my uh... also here's a clue: this list will go down. It will lose one of its wrestlers at least. It will drastic go down. Yeah. Emma? Nope. No. Um, and I thought it would be someone lower down the card. I'm, I'm thinking of like you're a, not th- you're not far. A Liv Morgan. Yeah, that's one of them. Yeah. A Rhea Ripley. Nope. Mm. Lower down the card. <laughs> Rhea Ripley. Cover star. <laughs> you know. Lower down the card. Um, a... So we're talking Natalia yep. and Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan. Uh, a Shayna Baszler. Nope. Ah. A, a a Piper Niven. No, ah, no. You're only, this is your final strike, and then I'm going to tell you so that we can move on. Because okay. she told me we had to keep it under That's an hour. That's not Michelle McCool. No, no, no. but closer. She's been in a few. She has been in a few. Mickey James has been in more than yeah. you think. Not the. T- uh, we said Natalia. Who else could there be? Dana Brooke. Oh, okay, Dana Brooke. And yeah. Tamina. There you go. No way, Tamina. Tamina's been in every single one of them. That's the four. So Dana Brooke is going to be is going to be three next year. Could even be two because Liv Morgan might not be cleared in time. Yeah. So there's Natalia. Always breaking those records. <laughs> news? More news? <laughs> is, is there any? I don't think there's any more news. Well, I mean, there is a, there is a report that Akada is heading to WWE oh, and is likely going yeah. to NXT. Um, I've made you a little bed under here so that you don't have to leave the studio ever again. News? Constant news. Yeah, Constant okay. news. Uh, are you okay? Netflix. 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 Have you heard my big prediction? Akada? No. The first match on Raw on Netflix, Rock versus Roman Reigns. <laughs> so the so, main event of the show and the main event of the show was Damian Priest versus Drew McIntyre like match itself was was good action was good but really it's all about truth uh, the crowd were literally chanting for truth they, <laughs> they absolutely were and truth comes out tries to give Damian Priest his cut of the money again because Damian Priest had told him come and see me later on yeah he followed the instructions and it led to truth causing a multitude of distractions the referee missed a visual pin on drew mcintyre and then uh drew hit the claymore and uh damien priest uh, sorry damien priest lost drew won i thought this was a good match and oh, i also good. i also thought it was really interesting how uh there's the, the shenanigans that came into place i couldn't work out which way they were going to go which I quite liked. Mm. You know, it was like, yeah. oh, Truth's here. He's going to distract Damien. Oh, wait, maybe it's going to be... Because and, and, it did actually help him yeah. in, one, in one instance. Because he did distract Drood, which led to the south of heaven. So I, I, I liked that very much. Um, I also thought it was really interesting how, you know, this is a heel versus heel match kind of thing. Mm. Um, and yet I'm watching this and I'm like, I've not really thought of Priest as someone who could be in that main event scene be a world champion since he won the briefcase because they've done the classic money in the bank thing and made him lose all the time, except even though he's a tag team champion. And yeah, well, but. so I kind of was like, I don't know. And then they start showcasing him in a couple of places. There was that leap over the top rope, which I quite liked. And then there was the this, uh, the broken arrow onto the table where I was, and they, and they shot, shot him from underneath and he's going like, yeah. And I was like, Oh yeah, you had that incredible match with Bad Bunny. I can see you as a main event star, and I actually can see you as a big baby face if they mm. wanted to push you that way. Um, and then when Truth comes out, the pop for Truth as he's running in. During the, we didn't actually mention this earlier, but during the Miz and Dominic Mysterio match, mm. that's who everyone was chanting for. Yeah. We want Truth. Yeah. In our, in 2024, one of the most over things on this show. Run the Truth our, Killings. Our Truth. Yeah. Run the Truth Killings. Goodness me. 
Um, well, it's nice for the the young up and comers <laughs> who you know he, he's still twenty four. Like at this point, look at him and tell me I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, I, I just I think it was it's a really interesting showcase of of Priest. I liked the match very much. Um, the turn on the on Truth is going to be painful. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if that's the WrestleMania match. I, oh, Awesome Truth, or just the singles? Just the singles. Priest versus R-Truth. Briefcase on the line. Yeah. Uh, briefcase on the line. Why not? Ugh. <laughs> Let's not get out of hand, Tom and Nick Mysterio. Turns out how well those t-shirts sell, man. Yeah, I suppose so. You put the, you put the briefcase on him. Yeah. Wackiness ensues. He cashes it in on the women's champion. You oh, don't God's know. Sake. So I'm just going to shout out a great comment here. Where is it? Um, from Jack and Ellie who just said Ollie needs a drink <laughs> very good uh, overall good episode of Raw oh, I thought this was great great episode of Raw in terms of like building the hype for the Royal Rumble like as I said in-ring work was broadly fine across the spectrum like I thought that the tag match was really good I loved the uh, the Chad Gable IFAR mm-hmm. match but really this was all about the talking segments yeah. and they, I think with the exception of Nia Jax but everyone did great in terms of making me want to see the Royal Rumble. Four sleeps till the Rumble, and I can't wait. Um, please do vote in our poll with what you thought of this episode while we get into the rest of your ultra chats. Brett J. Rasmussen kicks things off to say the Punk Cody promo was absolutely brilliant. Love the references and the irony of both Cody and Punk being on the cover of this year's WWE game and maybe that main event spot will be taken away from them. The references were subtle. It was fantastic. Mm. Excuse me. Uh, Terrence <laughs> so subtle. You were... <laughs> I almost went a bit Tony Storm with some of that as well. It was fantastic, darling. Terrence Collins. I'm watching from the beginning, but I want to say that even though I uh, don't like Punk, this proves what I'm saying. Maybe a cancer, but he's a damn near perfect guy on the mic. Cody is just as excellent as he always is. The magic is magic-ing. <laughs> Great effing promo. Royal Rumble. Surprises. Big E, Akada, AJ Lee, Jade Cargill, Sasha slash Mercedes, uh, Naomi, Pat McAfee, and Julia. Julia is still under contract until March. Akada doesn't release until the end of the month. Yeah, so I don't. Akado won't be the one of them either. AJ Lee, I could see, I could see it, um, but I, I think it's one of those things where it's like she's married to CM Punk, you know, and I'm like, well, she's a own woman in her own right. She doesn't want to wrestle. She doesn't want to wrestle. Like, I, I kind of don't want to get carried away with that. It would be lovely to see her. Um, Cargill, I would, I think it would be a good way of introducing her, giving her a good because I've watched a bunch of rumbles this week. Don't need to wrestle loads. <laughs> In the, you just need to look quite powerful. She yeah. could she could eliminate a few people and then go away again for a little while. Yeah, well, um, I, I think it is telling how much they've cooled off on Jade Cargill yeah. that they then saw her her in ring work and were like, Ooh, she needs a bit more work. I think you need a bit more polishing. But this is a good opportunity to rem- to still keep her as a big statement. That's what I was going to say is yeah. that like it's it's a lot that it's it's very telling that they've like completely kept her off TV now, mm. but. Rumble, as you say, you don't need to do a whole heck of a lot. You just need to go in there and just do five spots, and you're all right. And then just have you know six people eliminate you at the same time, and you can put it over. It's like it took six people to eliminate her. Yeah, I would love. I I I do feel like with this new influx of cash, they can afford to pay for Mercedes and Becky. Um, um, yeah, Naomi, I think is a Naomi's a cert almost, a, almost a dead cert. I think Pat McAfee, I could see being in the Rumble. Um, yeah, Biggie, I like the idea of, uh, but again, it's one of those things of like he's he's got the injury. Uh, however healed he is at the moment, yeah. he's talking about being, making smart choices, and I'm just like, 
that is way more important than you coming back at the Rumble. You know, X Pac. That'll be fun. That'll be very fun. X Pac is one of. Yeah, you know, I know. Do you think the, the Rock's gonna be in it? No, no. Uh, Chris Sardisa says, hey guys, hope you're well. I think Raw has done a good job of giving us potential winners for the men's rumbles, unlike SmackDown. I think that's the point. Yeah. The, men, the men's is about Raw. The potential SmackDown w- winners are all in the title match. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's not Austin Theory. Um, Drew, Punk, Cody, and now Gunther. These are all guys I would be more than happy to win. Love your content. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much. Turner here says, Netflix and chill, more like Netflix and wrestle. Yeah, I don't think I'll be bringing any girls home and being like, do you want to watch the wrestling with me at any stage? I don't think that's going to work as well for people. Lobie here said, why would Priest cash in with Gunther in the ring? Gunther just announced his intent to target the injured Seth. Gunther is one of the most dangerous men in WWE and kayfabe. The Priest criticism doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I mean, you could make the argument that he was sort of like waiting, ready to pounce, and then saw Gunther and was like, nah, never mind. You can do whatever internal logic you need to. Like, it doesn't really matter. John Wick GM would be a great time to build Priest as a credible danger to the championship while Seth is out. Mm-hmm. Ryan here said, haven't watched the stream yet, so apologies if it's been mentioned. I was wondering, with Raw going to Netflix, where the commercials uh, could be like where AEW is on fight, so those watching on Netflix continue watching and get cable TV, uh, get adverts. Oh yeah, that's a good idea, the picture in picture, but if, you know... Yeah, I mean, like, it's there's a way of doing that, but if Raw is, like, broadcast worldwide mm. on Netflix, then you are not beholden to any sponsorship things i suppose there are some countries where there'll still be ad breaks in i guess what on netflix no no so like if raw is um, airing in germany on a mm. cable channel that has ad breaks oh yeah that's true like you would need to sort of match up with those i guess but that's yeah. for you know for them to and we kind of talked a bit about this on the bonus show that we did so mm. go check that out in the archives um sorry to you know to send you over there to get answers not, i mean the truth is we don't have any yeah. um because a lot of like you know the deals of it and the details are i don't know and we probably won't know what it'll look like until it happens in January of next year. Mm. Adam Dean here says, WWE's main event scene feels alive right now. We've got the potential for Rock versus Roman, Roman versus Cody, Cody versus Punk, Punk versus Seth, Punk versus Roman, Seth versus Drew, Seth versus Gunther, and the fact that they're all converging at the Rumble is going to be great. Uh, Craig here, this is from our Netflix episode that we did, say, great news for the UK. Instead of paying for TNT Sport and WWE Network, you get everything in one place for a cheap or cheaper price i should say cheaper yeah i mean that's what we were saying like it's for us here in the uk it going to netflix is great news not only that but we're also getting smackdown and nxt on there it's just raw in us but yeah we're getting all three of them Mm. all in under one roof yeah it's great can i jump in you've uh, missed one i just refreshed on raw Um, another reason seth should this is from cami mo03 another reason seth shouldn't be on tv till he's back fit is that the more you have him appear with a knee brace on the harder it is to believe priest wouldn't cash in on him and make him seem like a bit of an idiot so to your point it's like if he's not there there's no need to worry about that absolutely i think that's a really great point uh Kami Mo. i like that as a surprise um sammy zane yeah 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 I, I, I don't think job. of it as a surprise because he's part of the company but yeah. yeah but he hasn't been on tv yeah, for a while true. and also as well on the seth thing you can't miss someone who's always there yeah yeah very true you keep him off tv for three months let me miss you make you yeah, make him miss him mm. Uh, Blake Whitehouse here said, for the love of humanity, I need you guys to do a video with Stephen Larson debating on if Cody losing last year was the right call. They genuinely believe him losing was the right decision, and I don't know which of my dads to believe anymore. In all fairness, Ollie Davis also believes that it was the right decision. I'm also too young to be considered a dad. <laughs> Daniel Layton. What? You I'm are... in my early 20s. Where Day Timetable says... With the Netflix deal, does this mean... I can do whatever I want. I'm young. 
Look at me. It's not the Wrestle Like Talk podcast. <laughs> that was a stretch. Much like your claim of being in your early 20s. <laughs> With the Netflix deal, uh, does this mean that WWE will stop censoring naughty word chants and we can get more swearing on WWE programs? Is some light swearing something you guys would want to think could add uh, passion to a promo? Thanks. It's also got to think of Mattel. They'll also have to deal with Mattel, who are a family-friendly uh swearing is something that should be used uh little to maximize its effect if you're swearing all the time you start being like a an a-level device drama where you can include drinking and sex references and swearing because we can because we're in a level now and it, it's not as effective as you think one well-placed swear word is way more effective than dropping an f or an a or whatever the whole mm. time like yeah Powers Pakistan, he's been in member for 20 months in a row, says it sucks that in the US you now have three paywalls for WWE, $20 for Netflix, $11 for Peacock, $70 to $100 plus for basic cable to get Raw, uh, to get SmackDown and NXT. Um, well, uh, I'm a Premier League fan, so I feel the pain, but also um, this isn't happening until next January. Uh, also, what are the, there's, there's different i'm gonna do some research okay um molten dieter here says hello from indiana just wanted to know your thoughts on the potential on the possibility that now that raw is going to netflix you may get a two-hour raw uh be unlikely just insane the idea again this is what we talked about on the, the bonus show but yeah like i think you don't need to be beholden to the three-hour format you could still stick it at three hours depending on how much if you want to do advertising but i could see it becoming a two-hour show again it's, it's better as a two-hour show so you're all right uh, Sammy Boy here says, seeing a lot of people saying, uh, ah, I mean, look, Mod Mother's right. The rule is no swearing ever. <laughs> Excuse me, Mod Mother. Um, <laughs> the, the, I've seen a lot of people talk about Netflix being like 27, 20, 30 plus, whatever. The basic standard for ads is six ninety nine, right, in America, $6.99, $15.49 for a standard with no ads, which is still a lot of money. Like, I don't want to only get extra member slots for, for whatever, which I don't really understand. Oh, that's to have more people to have mm-hmm. an addition they can yeah. hop onto your account. That's still a lot of money. I don't want to downplay that at all. But also, this, you know there are basic basic packages and it's far more accessible to more fans to be on netflix than it is to be on tnt sports than it is to be on cable packages in america um i I mean to to power packers uh points power packers points it's uh yeah like on the on the surface and under the surface um i feel the pressure of a tightrope for a three ring circus what are you doing surface pressure from encanto okay um you kind of yeah it is a lot of money but the vast majority of people like already have Netflix accounts. Like mm. that's like kind of the genius of this deal. We talked about this on that, that bonus show, but you know, the three of us in this room, only one person has a TNT sports uh, thing. Uh, <laughs> and it's my dad's. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not, we don't do password sharing. No, 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 no. A TNT sports account, but all three of us have got Netflix. Yeah. Like that's sort of like the, the great business idea behind um, going to Netflix. And also kind of like, you know, to alleviate some of your concerns, the, the USA deal is only five years as of the CW deal. The Netflix deal is 10 years, which mm. means they'll probably they'll just go to Netflix in five years' time. Yeah. So you could just miss the next five years of SmackDown and NXT and just wait until 2029, and then you'll be able to watch SmackDown. Yeah, 20, I mean... 2030, it will be. It, the, the whole thing is, a, is an interesting... That, that, that is a, another conversation for the, the economics and the business of, you know, how these businesses 
bleed consumers dry. So it's it's not an invalid point. Sammy Boy here said, "This is why WWE should drop the name rights. You could do you could not do this if Drew, Cody, or Punk went elsewhere with a totally different name. Not everyone in the past is canon. You can't have that with Edge or Dolph now. If Cardona comes back, he can't reference Zach." Um, I don't know about that. I, well, I think if, if Matt Cardona went back to WWE, he'd probably go back as Zack Ryder. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know why you can't reference him going away and doing other stuff and coming back. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think he would just he would do the Cody thing of like, I got fired and I made myself a bigger star. Because Drew McIntyre was Drew Galloway. Yeah. You know, so like... Uh, we have an unknown username here. Please do let our moderators know. It's a Streamlabs issue. Has said, when asked about how I feel as to whether or not I want to see Brother Terry have one more match, I calmly refer everyone to the late great Iron Sheik's Twitter profile. I'll give you three guesses to what I mean by that. Um, yeah, so that's obviously uh, if Hulk Hogan was to have another match because he was like, hey, brother, I've got one more match in me, I reckon. One more title run in me. All right, do it somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> It says, hey guys hope you're having a lovely day i just want to say that i prefer to see a carter in wwe i honestly feel like he'll be booked better now that triple h is in charge give me a carter versus gunther please it's definitely whenever we talk about these new wrestlers come in it's a different wwe now mm. i think that's what feels yeah uh, more exciting uh i will say no matter where he goes you're not getting the Akada of five years ago no i think that's true yeah yeah adam dean says wwe's main event scene feels alive um i kind of already had that one um Oh, unless, of course, someone else said the exact same thing. No, that's the same one. Okay. Uh, Kevin here said, sorry, I, I know if it was mentioned earlier, but Seth said if he had surgery, he'd be out to Mania, but him not having surgery means six to eight weeks of rehab. See you on Saturday. Let's get ready to jamble. That's what Cena did. He did yeah. rehab on his knee and didn't really miss any ring time. Booking Like a Mark says, with the Netflix deal, do you believe WWE produce any Netflix-specific content? Each year, I replay Escape the Undertaker, the interactive show they made, with the New Day trying to get Undertaker's urn. I'd love more content like that. They did say that in the press release, that there'll be more content coming. So I wouldn't I mean, be surprised. I, I really wouldn't be surprised, but also, doesn't this man have a Netflix documentary series coming out soon? And yes, and it's a warts and all uh, one as well. Spicy. Because um, Dave Meltzer was interviewed it for the first time they were doing it. And then obviously, with all the TKO stuff and everything like that, and him worming his way back in, they have done an update for it. I wonder um, if that's changed any of it. Yeah, I mean, it might do. Uh, Cooper Crest says, hey guys, no takes today. It would just make my day if I heard Luke's American commentator, lucky number 27. Love you guys to bits. Jam that jam. That was another thing from the, the numbers that surprised me. There's been so many people who've won it from number 30. And I remember when I was younger, it was like, no one's won it from that yet. No. And then the first time it did, it was a big deal. Lucky number 27. Lucky number 27. Though, no one's done it since 2001. When was the last, was Benoit the last person to win it at number one? Yeah. Uh, and no one has won it from number 30 and number one. No. So that's another reason Cody could do it. Yeah. You got, so he was 30 last year, won this year, twice in a row. Mm -hmm. Lots of records all at once. I think Cody and Gunther open. Interesting. I, I would like it. That's your number one, that's your number two. Michaels and Taker. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, and Sean here has been a member for 32 months in a row, says best build for Rumble in a yeah. while. Have a great time at the pub at the weekend. Thank, Thank you. you very much. I can't wait yeah I'm very excited. Uh, just ending the poll here uh to let us know what you thought of this episode thumbs up 84 percent with 13 percent giving it thumbs in the middle honestly the thumbs up are way lower than i thought i thought this was a great episode i thought it was yeah. really good it was proper thumbs up for me in fact i go so far as to give it two edge uh, was number one in 2021 was he apparently so it's the rumble that no one remembers though because it's the uh thunder the thund the thunder fair enough but there you go uh, and also Rhea was number one I meant in the men's rumble, but 
you don't have to exist. That's all we've got time for on this edition of the show. We've got a bonus episode of this that we did talking about that WWE Netflix deal. So please go and check that out. And tomorrow we are going to have our Royal Rumble predictions for the Jam That Championship this coming Saturday. Not Sunday, as Gunther said, although it will be Sunday given our time differences. This coming Saturday, Dan Layton defends against Ollie Davis for the Jam That Champion. Plus, we're going to have our Royal Jamble entrance revealed. All that and more coming up tomorrow on the Rest Talk Podcast channel. Until then, I've been Luke Owen, D-A-D. That has been Dan Layton. Jam That Jam! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.